or you can figure this. We want you guys to do the show, and then what we'll do is we'll edit it and just pick out the best lines of it. We went, I don't think that's going to work. And then when we showed up to tape it, there was no one at the studio. <laughs> so it's kind of a, a gentle way of going, we, we really don't need you guys anymore. <laughs> and that was eight years. I, I don't know how long. I, remember I, that. I, I, we, we don't remember how long we did it. And it was the same kind of deal. It, it would be. It was from 6 to 7 on Monday night. And at 5.40, I would look down and go, oh, crap. <laughs> you got to do this show. And I'm about to be late. Show up. Well, we'd, we'd both show up like right at 6. And while the theme music was going, you, you, you got a topic? Mm. Well, let's just start talking and see what happens. That's, so, that sounds similar to what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. But we had the advantage. We could pull out a Bible verse and talk about it for 20 minutes. To, well, that's why you're here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I probably can't talk about beer and stuff like that. But. Oh, well, not on that show. On this one, you can. Well, yeah. no, I can't. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can't. That's uh, it's <laughs> South Alabama. <laughs> yeah. If you had a Wisconsin listening audience, then it would be. Hey, we, we, apparently, we have a listener in Japan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't we, speak English. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and what, do you remember the the year you guys were doing that or the year you started? I don't. Okay, well, all right. Sounds about like me. Linda Prescott was still the manager there. That's okay. All, that's the only way I would know to. Hmm. That was a long time ago then. Yep. As in? It was her idea to do it. Okay. So. So have we started? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we're when on. the music came on. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> you can hear, right? You got the, You can hear us? Okay. I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you from the get-go. So uh, is it? It's William, right? It's not Bill. Just Officially? go by Bill. Yeah, officially. Yeah, I even now I sign my checks, Bill. Okay, don't even sign it, William. Didn't anymore. for a long time, but now I'm now I'm seventy four. Your hand just doesn't listen to your brain as well when you're seventy four as it did. A lot of extra loops, younger William. Man. No, there's no there's no loops. <laughs> there's there's squiggles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to notice some things at forty one. That aren't working like they used to. It's great. That there's a pill for that, Peter. Well, my, my, <laughs> well, my, what I got uncomfortable listening to your last episode when you guys yeah. were talking about rubbing on each other's warts. That yeah, made me well, die. we <laughs> didn't, we never did we trade. Never did we that. need to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, After the show, we'll do it. <laughs> Wait till I leave, please. I, <laughs> so, where did I don't I don't know. I've known you for probably it's got to be close to twenty years. But I don't know uh, where where did where did Bill start seventy four years ago. I don't know. That's just you, what I always you, went you, by. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> where were you it's, born? It's what? my name, so what? that's what people have called how, me. How typically. did you How did you get from there to here? You know, um, where were you born? Oh, where was I born? I was yeah. born in the Cumberland Gap. Cumberland Gap, right? right um, yeah, Cumberland Gap, Cumberland south Gap. southeastern Kentucky. Okay, he's a Kentucky guy. Yeah, I did not know and that. Then grew up in northern Kentucky. Really, my son Josh, that yep. Joseph's good friend, always gives me grief because we meet every summer in Cincinnati and we go to Reds games. Mm-hmm. Um, and he always gives me grief. Dad, why don't you ever say you're from Cincinnati? And I'm, 
because I'm not. I'm from right across the river. That's right. Northern Kentucky is where I grew up. Is that Florence right across the river? Uh, Florence, yes, it's Florence now. When I was there, Florence was like you didn't tell people you were from Florence. Where are you from? (laughs) Say Boone County. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't say Florence because it was just Hicksville. But now airport's out there, and it has really Amazon's there. I didn't know that. They have a minor league baseball team. Nice. How, How long did you stay in Kentucky before you moved to the next place? Uh, I was 1972, so I was 20, I was 24. I went to college in Central Ohio. I sort of went to college. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I lived there for several years and sort of went to college. That's not a good period of my life. You were there. Um, yeah, you were there. Yeah. My body was there. My <laughs> brain was in a whole lot of different okay. um, states. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Back not to, not back, geographically. Yeah, no. Yeah. Back, yeah. Back, back to the chemical thing, Mentally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I went to California in 1972. Uh, what part of California? Uh, San Bernardino, California. Okay. Which was not wonderful then. It's, I, I, I mean, it's, it's an armpit. I, I mean, it's smog basin. If you've never experienced smog, I mean, you can't really describe it. San Bernardino... The smog comes because it's, it's east of Los Angeles. The smog, you can see it building up to the west in the mornings when the, all the traffic's going on, and it's, it's still that way, I'm pretty sure. Mm. And, and I mean, it would has this yellowish-green hue to it. I mean, it's not just foggy. It's it's like there's stuff there. It stinks. And and then the, the, the breeze would blow it through San Bernardino up into, like, Victorville, there's a where the mountains are, and then it would roll back down. I mean, you could see it coming back from the east. And it's it's terrible. I played outdoor handball when I was there for just a few weeks adjusting. We played at like four <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon and played really hard. And I was living in a hotel room with four, three other guys at the time. Oh, it was man. part of a training program of this organization. One bathroom. With. Oh yeah, um, um, you know those are the kinds of things you look back and go, "How did you do that?" And, no, I, don't, I don't. I have no. I you just I, did it. I, yeah, I mean, I grew yeah. up in a house where we had one bathroom, so um, yeah. um, try to figure out. I had an older sister. How did how did we do that? Like getting ready for school in the morning. I have no, I have no memory of it, but somehow it happened, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, I ended up. There were there was steam rooms underneath the hotel. It was an old resort hotel, old old resort hotel. There were steam rooms and showers. And we were showering in the steam rooms after playing handball in the in the smog. And I realized I'm down on all fours, dry heaving and retching, mm. literally from the smog, trying not to let this guy next to me hear it because I don't know him very well, and we're kind of new friends, and I don't want to. Finally, I gather myself and stand up, and of course, what I hear is him retching in the <laughs> stall next to me. It's te- it's terrible stuff. Mm. I'm sure it's gotten better. Yeah, right. Probably not. Less cars. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Less well, they've all gone EV out there. They just no, no that's <clears throat> 2050. Right. Yeah. So yeah, the trouble is all the EVs are parked because they have no places to charge. But um, yeah, I've seen the videos. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then where from San Bernardino? Uh, well, we lived in Orange County for a couple of years, which is, I mean, for folks that don't know Southern California, kind of near, kind of in the Disneyland okay. sort of mm-hmm. area. Um, then we moved to Dothan, 81. When did, uh, I've been here ever since. When did your lady come into the picture? Uh, so we met in 70, the, 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 we got engaged the summer of 75. We got married in 76. Okay. And you met, where'd you meet? Uh, we were part of the same ministry organization, Campus Crusade, which is now called Crew. Was, was this cool. Cincinnati or? No, it was Southern California. Southern California. Yeah, okay. She's a Louisiana girl. She was out there working with high school kids. She was in Orange County. I was okay. in San Bernardino. We met at a conference. Actually, it's a long, embarrassing story of how we. Is it? Yes. We have plenty of time, Bill. <laughs> as long as I've known no. him, I've never heard the story See? before. See? Of how Lynn and I ended up. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I had a really good friend who, and we did we did comedy stuff together. I I I've always loved improvisational comedy, and so um, I had all these different characters. And we we had this call in show we would we would do that he would host it, and I'd be all these different people calling in. Oh man, and, that's great! Um, and the whole objective, and you guys would get this. My my objective was not necessarily be funny. My objective was to make him laugh. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, and so I would make up characters on the fly. Um, uh, um, and so sometimes we we lived in this house, and it wasn't a great house. To get to his room, he had to go through my room. And so okay. this is back when folks, if you can believe this, phones used to have cords on them. Oh yeah. And so that there one. was, and we only had one line in the house, and there were five guys living in the house. So he had a he had an extension. I had an extension but same number. Hmm. So sometimes he would get a phone call and I would listen to make sure it wasn't something important. And I'd just pick up the phone in a character and interrupt his phone conversation just for the fun of it. Um, (laughs) So you got to get that background. So this guy was traveling and speaking all over the country and we do this comedy stuff and he goes, Hey, let's go to Disneyland and do just jump up on a table and do some of our comedy stuff, and people think it's part of Disneyland just to see whether it's as funny as we think it is. Okay, mm-hmm. um, which is always a dangerous place to go to to see if somebody else thinks something as funny as you do. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> so we decide. Well, what we need to do is we need to have, to have a couple of girls with us that will think we're funny. And so at least they'll laugh and maybe some other people will laugh. Well, I, I didn't, I didn't really like dating. I mean, that's just (laughs) enough. (laughs) It's a lot of work. It is. And I, you know, I, I, you know, you spend money and typically, and I'm sorry, but you end up with somebody that, an hour into the evening, you kind of go, I would pay money now to be able to, to not be, to not be. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we said, well, let's get, we'll get, we'll just get two girls to go with this. We won't really call it a date. And so he points at this girl, Linda, who's now my wife and says, why don't you ask her? She's really cute. Well, she was really cute. Um, so I'm "Uh, okay. I don't know her, but I'll, I'll, I'll ask her. 
So before before I can ask her, he comes to me and goes, well, I already asked Linda, so she's going, so you find someone to ask. And I, it just hacked me off. I, I mean, because this guy was somewhat famous, he would get you to ask somebody out on a date, on a double date, and he was really interested in the girl that you had asked, mm-hmm. so he could hit on her with no risk at all. Oh, yeah. um, and he, this guy was really... You were the wingman. Yeah, yes, and he's really smooth, and typically he'd do it with a guy that he could then talk them into switching dates halfway through the... <laughs> wow. <laughs> through the evening. Yeah, I know. It's really, really manipulative. And so I immediately go, man, I, I, I mean, I'm hacked because either we're friends and now he's manipulating me in the same way he's done all these other folks. So mm-hmm. I go, I'm not going. I, I mean probably eight-year-old, but when they're going. (laughs) (laughs) So so anyway, he's traveling, speaking. He's in Orlando, Florida, I think, and he meets this girl in Orlando, Florida. (laughs) And so he calls me from Orlando to say, remember that date we were going on to to Disneyland? And I I mean, they'd set a time to go. So I told you, I'm not going. Oh, yeah, you're going, but I I met this girl here, and so I'm going to stay in Orlando for a couple of days. So you call Linda, whose last name was Cupid, believe it or not, um, Linda Cupid, and tell her that we'll do it another time. And I told her, I'm not calling her. <laughs> yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. You'll call her. You'll call her. No, I'm not <laughs> calling her. So I don't call her. So the date has come and gone, and she doesn't hear anything from him. So he comes back and said, what did Linda say? I said, I didn't call her. Said, oh, no, my name's Dirt. And, <laughs> and so he goes, let's call her up, and we'll make her laugh, and it'll be okay. And I don't want it, but I finally, okay, we'll do that. So reach on the extensions of these phones. Sorry, this is a really interesting story, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm yeah. So we're, this is, is it's childish. Um, we're each on these different extensions on the phone, and I, her roommate answers the, the phone. Well, I know the roommate. He knows the roommate. She doesn't like him at all, and we both know that. So I talk with her a couple minutes, and he's not saying anything. So no one knows that there's two people on extensions. And so she eventually goes, why are you calling? I said, well, I need to talk to Linda. And she gets Linda, and Linda's on the phone. And she goes, hello. Um, I go, hi. And she naturally goes, who is this? And I say, Bill Rife. <laughs> and she utters the line that no woman understands, no young girl understands how decimating this is to a guy. Mm. One word line. Can you guess what it is? Oh. Uh, who? <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, so, um, and she just heard me speak at something. That's what was really humiliating about it. And I knew she was theirs. Who? Who? <laughs> So my friend is our, I mean, he's eating that up because we can see each other. So go. he's laughing and covering the phone. And um, and now I'm small talking with her and I'm waiting for him to get involved in the conversation because this is really about him calling. Mm-hmm. Says, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just there to bring comedic, comedic relief. <laughs> and now we're both realizing I'm in this stupid conversation with a girl that doesn't even know who I am. <laughs> and I, I got no reason to be talking to her. And so I figure out, and he's he's loving this at this point. Absolutely. And so I figure, well, two can play that game. So I go, well, yeah, actually I'm calling, you know, Pat and I are roommates, and I knew he was taking you to Disneyland. How was the how was the day? Mm. <laughs> mm, burn, so, oh, yeah. So he, he goes from laughing to shooting me, you know, um, 
Well, Linda says the other ultra decimating line to a guy, especially this guy had huge ego. She said, oh, I mean, he'd said something about it, but I wouldn't really count on it all that much anyway. And so now he's he's really burned. Oh, yeah. Um, and then suddenly, I mean, I still remember this this expression comes over his face that's like, he just has like brilliant idea. And he reaches over and hangs up the phone. And now I'm stuck here with <laughs> this girl on the phone that I don't, I mean, I know she's a really cute girl and she apparently doesn't even know who I am. I'm going, all right, well, let's just call him to check to see how your date was with my roommate. That's <laughs> just looked like a total goob. So I, I go, um, I just kind of, well, I kind of heard maybe something happened. So I don't know if you, yeah, if you want to go to Disneyland sometime, you know, I'll be glad to, I'd be glad to taste, take you. And I'm figuring it's one of those things that go, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that sometime. But she says, well, yeah, when you want to go. Mm. So that was our, that's how we ended up going to Disneyland. And, and the rest is history. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's really corny, but standing by the, the dancing waters at Disneyland with the, at the end of the evening with the lights are playing on her face and music's playing and we'd really had a fun time. And I was kind of like, and I was 27, so I wasn't a kid. So, I mean, that sounds like kid to me now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's. Nice. Yeah. We were, we got engaged way too fast. How fast? I mean, well, not like the next day. No, well, we spent a whole lot of time together the next couple of weeks, and then I was gone for several weeks on a speaking trip, and came back and got engaged very quickly. Nice. That's not an embarrassing story. <laughs> it's childish when you no. think about. So, what brought yeah. you to? And the difference thing is, just going now. I, I mean, Joe, even, even, I mean, your generation did this some, but current generation, man, getting engaged is just like the, I, I mean. What is that? It has to be an event now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I, I mean, all. You have to have a party. Oh, yeah. A photographer. And 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 photographer yeah, and the whole thing is going, what, what is the, you, yeah. if if you're to the point of organizing it this much, you've been engaged for a while. I mean, I mean, you don't get photographers and all that kind of stuff and have family there. If you think there's even the slightest chance the girl's going to go, nah, I don't know. I don't I think, think so. so. <laughs> I mean, that'd be ultra embarrassing. And you think about you want to see my my one thousand dollar set of photographs for when she when yeah, she when shot she me down. No. <laughs> You think about expectation that sets on a relationship, you know, like where do you go from here? I don't know, man. I, uh, I, I think if you're doing that for an engagement, it just gets better the further you go. Then you have to make the, the marriage a bigger deal. Mm -hmm. And then you have to make your pregnancy a bigger deal. And then the birth of the child a bigger deal than that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I've seen you're pushing people a who get – a videographer to come to the hospital when they find out they're pregnant and make a whole montage of video clips of them pushing a little, one of those little plastic baby carriers they have at the nursery, you know, mm. like that, that kind of stuff. 
Yeah. To announce pregnancies. Mm. So, yes. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong necessarily with that stuff, but I think the same thing. It makes it makes life into the thing like it's supposed to be this r- romantic, um, filled with all these incredible events that are worthy of, but I'm as a, a social media casualty, everything in life is worthy of, mm-hmm. uh, of publication of yeah. some sort. What happened to just the and, old photo book? Yeah. Well, you know how people used to get married. It's just part of Sunday morning service. Mm. Part of the Sunday morning gathering. They're with family and friends. Some of the, they come forward, they exchange vows as part of the church service. And then they, they, Eat a meal together afterwards what, and celebrate. What so. era was that? <clears throat> I slightly before mine. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say I'm curious, genuinely curious. Our, our wedding, we got married in so like the fifties. Uh, oh, even before that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When did it? When do you think I, it ended? Like the fifties? I don't have any idea. Okay. I've not studied. But that really, that's really how it was. Uh huh. Okay. Which sounds man. That sounds so much healthier. Yes. To me, I, I, I mean the whole concept of it's an exchange of vows in the presence of witnesses it's not an event and i don't know it's one of those places where it's so different between men and women how much time did you guys ever sit around and think about your wedding before you got married we we drove to the or, dale or county, even during the time you were getting married. we drove to the dale county courthouse and eunice hagler uh married us we didn't think about it at all <laughs> Um, I was, let's see, we were getting beat, excuse me, not we, I can't say we, Auburn was getting beat. Um, uh, you can say we, no, I can't, um, War during, during my wedding, they were getting beat by Arkansas. And when, when Bill's son, Josh came down the aisle and when our other buddy from high school came down the aisle, they shook my hand because told you the score. No, I had the game playing in the groom's in the groom's room. <laughs> and you asked and they, what score. They had been out front escorting people in. I was like, We're getting beat twenty seven to three. We're getting beat twenty seven to three. And they were like, Really? What? Serious? Oh man. man. Sucks. <laughs> That's great. Um Yeah, but I just I I, I mean and, and more today than ever. I I mean, girls dream of romantic Weddings, yeah, yeah. Well, try to go. There, there is marriage. That's not yes. just a wedding. Oh man, that's what, mm. um, bring it. What was the Ted Lasso number for money spent on marriages? Ted Lowe, not Ted, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. <laughs> Ted Lowe said that um, it was in the billions. <laughs> yeah, thirty-two oh. grand per wedding. Thirty-two grand per wedding. That's the average. That's the right average now. for this year. A- average. But it was, yeah. And I want to say it was like thirteen and billion have, and dollars. You, and you have a daughter. Yeah, I'm, you have two. <laughs> yeah, I do. I have two. Two daughters. That's right. Yeah. And and a son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna offer my daughter, like, hey, can we go to the beach and just get married on the beach for, and I'll give you five grand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know, me and Mandy didn't have a wedding. Just said that, but. We're going to uh, Vegas next week for our work trip. It's a factory, the factory dealer meeting. Oh, you got to let Elvis marry you. We joked around about it, man. We didn't have a wedding. We were just going to go hit one of those Vegas chapels and awesome have a have a little wedding. <laughs> Do it. Make, I, we're thinking about. Make sure it. I you mean, have a videographer. I'm not going to spend like 
a ton of money on that though. So yeah, it depends. If we can get married for a couple hundred bucks, yeah. What if yeah. it's like three fifty? That'll something? be like five times what we paid to get married in uh, whatever year that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, two thousand two. Yeah, mm. yeah, two thousand. No, yeah, two thousand two. That's right. And mine is 1976, and I have a great – it was the bicentennial year, so it's – Oh, yeah, it's easy to remember. Easy to remember. Yeah. Nice. So you went from San Bernardino to Dothan? San Bernardino. We lived in Orange County. For Orange a County years. to Dothan. Yeah. What What took you from Orange County to Dothan, Alabama? Um, Honestly, what started it was the housing market. Okay. Um, we owned, we'd owned a house in San Bernardino – um, we, we had rented it out to folks that we knew while we lived in Orange County and you can, because it was a business move, you know, you can do that for like two years or I don't remember the length and it's still your house. But after that, it becomes an investment property mm-hmm. and we doubled our, the value of the house. So I don't want to have to pay, I don't want to pay taxes on that. Um, so we started shopping for houses in Orange County. This was, this is 1981. Um, we found even even then in Orange County, we found a small because we, we we wanted to have kids. We wanted to have a three bedroom house if we if we could. Our, our other house was 950 square feet. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to have something with two bathrooms if it could. <laughs> and we, yeah. we found a place and. Um, in not a particularly great neighborhood that had had a third bedroom added on. You had to go through the kitchen to get into the third bedroom, and the carpet was new, but it was all pieced together. You could tell the nap didn't all run in the same oh, direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, an older house that was at that point dollars $130,000. And if you guys can get your heads around this, interest <laughs> rates in 1981 were 15 to 17%. Mm. That's that's what I have a hard time now when I've seen interest rates bouncing up to six percent and mm. folks going losing their minds. Yeah, so that made us question: I, I, we we don't need to buy this house if we don't think we're going to be in it for like five years. And discovering how much my lovely wife did not like living in Southern California, um, and then just a series of circumstances, we heard about a position here in Dothan and. Um, very oddly, the guys that had traveled in as consultants to help them write the job description, I know this sounds utterly bizarre. I was actually playing tennis with them on a tennis court in Fullerton, California, and told them I'm flying to this place. I don't even know where it is to talk to these folks about a job I'm not even interested in. And they, through a few questions, they went, Dothan? Mm. Yeah. And they were the guys that had flown in as consultants and written the job description. So I sat on a tennis court in Fullerton, California, and looked at the job description mm. for what? a church what? position here in Dothan, Alabama. It's crazy. I, I, yes, it was absolutely crazy. Mm. I, I, and I still didn't want to come. I mean, I if you're if you're from the Midwest, I mean, it is one of the problems in our country. If you're in the Midwest, your perception of Southern culture is – um, is really bent, I, I, I mean, towards Southern people, towards Southern culture. 
um, I, I mean, the stereo stereotype of unintelligent, uneducated, um, redneck. Um, I mean, yeah, and that's not. I, I don't even know that I'd recognize that phrase. Mm-hmm. Then Joe, but, this is um, coming from a guy from Kentucky. <laughs> well, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the, the odd thing. County. I went that. to a, I went to a little college in Ohio, and when I said I was from Kentucky, one guy I, I, I'm honestly asked me. He said, I don't mean to be hurtful or anything, but did, did everybody wear shoes where you went to school? Oh going, my gosh. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's just a, it's just a different picture. So I didn't want to move. I didn't, I didn't really want to come to the south. Uh, and was ready to leave within six months. Hmm. I've 40, had those feelings 40, 41 years ago. Yeah. yeah, 41 <laughs> years ago. Maybe one day you'll leave, Bill. <laughs> you'll finally, That's my finally get out of here. As well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will, but I don't. I think it'll be with a closed lid. That's what yeah, I think. Yeah. Same. So what... Uh, when did you get into counseling? Um, gosh, that's a great question. I um, I don't, I don't know if I can remember that, Peter. Um, well, it wasn't a just a roundabout. It, it's kind of like, I mean, you got you guys both are doing a number of different things, and yeah. it's not not necessarily things that when you were twenty two years old, you sat and go, you know what, I want to do this someday. Mm-hmm. I, I mean. It, it, if you do believe that there's a God who's interested enough in your life to have an intimate and a personal plan, I, I mean, one of the huge changing aspects of life from that is the, the page you happen to be on doesn't have to be the same as the next page. And so it's just kind of cool to look back and, and see pages flipping mm-hmm. that, that life then becomes a, wow, I didn't see that coming. So, I, I mean, I never would have seen myself doing counseling. I'm not a mercy person. I don't even. I'm aware. You, yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I mean, that's a. I, um, this is a large reason I got into doing marriage counseling is because sitting with lovely ladies who wanted you to sit and listen for like 45 minutes. Um. I thought there there's not enough money to pay me <laughs> to do this. Yeah. So mm. this is honest confession. Sometimes if I was sitting with a with a lady who was going, I would sit with my pad in front of me and I'd write little notes to myself. <laughs> 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 At grocery. Well, well, yes. <laughs> so that I knew that I knew that that's making we her, need that's coffee making creamer. her yeah. feel like I'm listening to this. Yeah. Um, and I know that's cold, but I, I mean, I just, that's not the way I'm put together. I'm not a touchy feely yeah. guy. And I, 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 I have always, I, my thing has always been poke people along a little bit. I, I love it when somebody pokes me along some, um, and I, and I love doing that. And I never saw counseling as that until I met a friend who had gotten into counseling and he explained to me why he had, and I went, Oh, that kind of makes sense. Um, then realizing that's kind of what I'm already sort of doing. Um, but it's incredible the number of folks, even though we say, you know, if you say, someone, you know, I'm in counseling, they immediately kind of back up a half step and 
Coke. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I take medication too. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, I put up a sign that said biblically-based counseling and misspelled biblically on the, on the sign. Um, Intentionally? Thinking, no. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, it wasn't like a Toys R Us thing. Let's, yeah, put the, okay, let's, um, okay. let's put the R upside down and see whether anybody notices. Um, no, it was it, it was some mistranslation between me and the person making the sign. Oh. Um, but it was up there for weeks before I noticed that it was misspelled. So, um, And people just started. It was in the old doctor center, the old Flowers Hospital, right on Main Street in downtown Dothan. Um People just started stopping in. I mean, it was a bizarre kind of thing, um, and kind of grew. And you live in you live in a community like like we live in. Word of mouth is oh, yeah. is is huge. Right. I, I mean, you know that business wise. Uh, uh, I mean, a billboard's great, but having twenty people telling somebody it's just got a good this job guy's good at what you do me. so yeah so i thought it'd be huge limitations i don't have a degree in counseling i don't i don't have anything on paper that would qualify me to do that and i thought people would come in and immediately kind of go well, what are your qualifications i think in the 20 years that i did counseling and i'm doing air quotes cuz <laughs> I, yeah. I never i never really looked at it that way um i think i had one guy who ever asked me what my credentials were I, th- I think that goes a lot into uh, I don't know if I was to seek out counseling again I would want to know that the person that I was going to talk to had some life experience and isn't a 23 year old or 24 year old fresh out of college with a master's degree in psychology that has no doesn't have kids hasn't been in a marriage hasn't been in a serious relationship that's uh yeah yeah that's that's why this is our therapy yeah yeah yeah, well well, unfortunately though that's the way i i mean that's kind of culturally when 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 we were set up in a system where a young man found somebody doing something they were interested with and got apprenticed Mm -hmm. uh which sounds very technical but basically what they do is they got mentored into how to be successful how to do the nuts and bolts of the business, but how to be the kind of person that's successful in the business. And we don't believe in that anymore. We believe that it's, it's about book learning mm-hmm. and tests. And, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't matter. I mean, you guys, it doesn't matter what career path you're in, whether it's, I, I mean, oh my goodness, I took some teaching classes right after I kind of got my life in order. I thought, I'm, I'm going to be a teacher. I sat in some education classes at the University of Kentucky, and this is, this is early seventies and walked out going, I I still think I might want to be a teacher someday, but I don't want to take these classes. This is a waste, an utter complete waste of time. And I'm not saying all education classes are, I know I don't, don't jump into that, but I, I, I mean, I found myself sitting with, with kids that want to know what's the, what's the minimum we can do to get it, oh, yeah. to get a grade in this class. Um, I, I, I honestly, and, and it was only because God had turned my life around that I wasn't sitting there with them going, how do we cheat our way th- through this? Yeah. And if you ask them why they were going to 
teach, and it could have been any other career. I'm not picking on teaching. Could have been, well, I think it's, you don't have to work too hard. It's kind of easy money. You can retire in 25 or 30 years. Get and summer's I, off. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, I mean, everything's like that. I'm going, mm. gosh, what if, what if he just had some people? And the and here was the biggest thing. The guy that was teaching the education class was a horrible teacher. I, I mean, he was a horror. He was, he was the most boring professor I'd ever had and, and disinterested. I'm going... This is what you reproduce. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, it's that idea of reproduction. That's that's what I feel like. We don't. I, I mean, as guys, we don't get much opportunity to do that. You, mm-hmm. you get you get thrown into something, and you got to figure it out for yourself because you've been through a class and you got a certification or a, a degree or something. Yeah. And um, gosh, it'd be so much better to be able to walk alongside somebody and and. Yeah, you got to learn the business, and you got to learn. I, I, I mean, you got to you got to learn how to fix the things you're supposed to fix, or speak the language you're supposed to speak. But it's so much more than that. I, um, I mean, I'm horrible with tools. I get stuff done, but I, I don't. I wouldn't ask either one of you guys to come help me do this because <laughs> the fourth time I yeah. dropped the screwdriver, you'd be going, "What is wrong with this guy? Can't he? Can't he just?" But it, I mean, it's not something that translates from my head to my hands for some reason. I like doing it, but I'm yeah. I'm lousy at it. Mm. At some point, you would probably turn to me and go, "I don't think this is the career for you." Um, no, I, I, um, but I'm not you got but you got a lot of folks that are stuck in careers because they got a certificate. They didn't really know what it was about, but now they're. 10 years into it, they're making a decent living, but they hate what they're doing. Well, that's, you know, I don't, I, and I'm not bashing on 24 <clears throat> year olds that want to be counselors and went to college for it. But I feel like if that was me, I would feel like I'm uh, competent to counsel people who are going, that are younger than me going down the same path, like going through the struggle, you know, struggles of college and that sort of thing. But to, stick a 40-year-old married couple in with a 24-year-old that's got kids almost as old as they are to that, I don't know, it just seems strange to me. And I've seen that happen where, you know, maybe say, hey, you know, I I don't know how much I can help you guys. I'll so, do my So what best. you're telling me is that any time I eat lunch with you, if I expect any input, I'm wasting my time. No, no, that, that may be different. <laughs> I don't think you're going to ask me for marriage advice, you know. <laughs> but, uh Yeah. Um, and I was going to ask on the counseling, if out of your years of doing that, what do you think the number one issue in relationships is? Not, not, not necessarily marriage, just, just relationships in general. Well, that's easy. It's always, it always boils down to selfishness. I mean, that's the simple thing. It's about selfishness and, and getting, Helping somebody admit that their personal happiness is the highest priority in life, and that's the the whole problem with the relationship. If if okay. you can, if you can, I mean, I've been married forty six years, and we have highs and we have lows, and 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 a whole lot in between. But I fall into, I, I mean, the internal grousing. Mm-hmm. I and all this stuff and if you can wake up to the 
to the just the going, you know what? Stink. A lot of what I'm saying is probably accurate. <laughs> I, I, I mean, in terms of she, she is. Well, I'm just saying. No, yes, I get she it. She is like this. But it's my selfishness that's creating the grid that makes me interpret what she's doing in, in the light of, I mean, selfishness always takes us to this victim place. I, do, I mean, when you get yes. into the I deserve better kind of thing because I'm doing all this and they're not. And that, that's marriage, that's friendships, that's work relationships, that's all those kind of things. If you, can, if you can wake up and see your own selfishness in the midst of it and go, okay, that much I can, I have some control over working on. Can't make it go away. But I have some control mm. over that being the grid that I interpret all my circumstances through. If, if I can come to that realization, then things will change. They will. But it's, it's selfishness that makes us feel like the problem is always somebody else. And um, Yeah. I've, I've noticed. I don't know if that made any sense. Yeah, it that does. I've I've noticed amongst all of my uh, my guy friends over the years, and and even now, like me and Joseph will vent to each other about things, not not marriage stuff, all the time. Just you know, <laughs> I mean, well, we'll, we'll vent I, to each other about things. I mean, you should. I think I I mean I think that's I think that's one of the really weaknesses in most guy friendships is that we don't talk enough about about. Marriage yeah. and fathering and that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's well, it's um, got to let that pressure. I find I find other guys too. They they start. I, I don't I don't want this to sound bad. Like I'm I'm I think some kind of way about them, but the I, sometimes I wonder if they're they're just telling me things or if they're seeking advice, and I just want to be like, hey, I'm the wrong person <laughs> to give you advice, but I can tell you what <laughs> probably, I've heard. Probably not. I can tell you what I've heard over the years from all of the different church things that I've been to and the counseling I've been to and things like that. I can tell you what what I feel like they're trying to tell us guys to do, and it seems like it's all on the guy most of the time. Uh, that That's the way it seems. You know, you're the leader of the family, um, and, and you should be setting the example all the time regardless of whether – Regardless of your selfish thoughts, I haven't figured out how to do that yet. Yeah. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't think there is a way. I think it's, like it's uh, pro- process, but um, I don't. I don't think any of us, as as husbands, or, or or in any relationship with a woman, I don't think that we. I, I Forty six years in, I look at my wife, and she is extremely intelligent, and she's extremely attractive, and people are drawn to her, and it's a mystery to me why, if she gets a perception in her head that I think something less of her, that it doesn't matter what everybody else in the world thinks. I, I mean, her her self perception is so dependent on what she thinks I think of her. And that's, and I'm not, okay. I'm not, forgive me if this sounds sexist, but it's just one of those things that we, guys, we can get an awful lot from work or, or working out or, oh, yeah. or, uh, um, but I think I, I honestly, I think that goes back to the original curse in the garden when, when mm-hmm. God told Eve, 
your husband will rule, rule over you. And I know some people look at it and go, well, that's the way it's supposed to be. And I'm going, I, I don't think as a result of the fall <laughs> that God was telling her, all right, you messed up. Now let me tell you how it's going to be from here on out. <laughs> like this is a good thing. You know, I mean, those were curses. Those, those were results of rebellion against God. And I think, I think what he was saying to Eve was as a result of this, instead of you getting your sense of who you are and your value from me, like when we used to walk in the garden, mm. God speaking, um, now you're going to try to get it from your husband. And what you think he thinks of you is going to rule your life. And that ain't good. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, um, and yes, it creates pressure on husbands. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the irony. We have no great primary commands to give your wife a great home or a nice car or any of those kind of things. The command is... is Can you say that again? <laughs> <laughs> is love, love her and value her. And the problem is we go, I am. I gave you... Look at all this stuff I gave you. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's going, but it doesn't feel like and you're going... Yeah. Um, Look how I'm honoring you. Yes. Well, it's, <laughs> but it's not her. It's not her language necessarily. And then, right. and then it's the selfishness grid to go back to. Um, I don't. I, I don't know. I just know that's the. I just know that's the key yeah. deal. My my favorite little marriage counseling video, and I found that I began to show it to almost every couple I talked to, was it, it was a classic scene. This counselor sitting behind his desk, and this couple comes in. And they're 40-ish, and um, he's given them assignment to write something out. And I don't even know what it is, but he asked them to do the assignment, and the wife leans over, and she's got like three pages that have obviously been printed off out the mm-hmm. computer. The guy reaches in his pocket, pulls out this folded-up piece of stuff, and flips it over on his, on his desk, and, and he kind of opens it up and glances at it. The counselor says to him, now, I'm going to spend the next three minutes, and I'm going to tell you what the problem is in your relationship. And if if you want to go forward, I, I mean, we'll go forward. But if that's not what you want to deal with, then, then we won't deal with it. And the guys, I mean, it's just glad the guy's kind of like, oh, whatever. I mean, yeah. just, you know. <laughs> I mean, he's sitting there. He obviously wants his marriage to be better. But, I mean, we're we're bad at giving anybody credibility. We're very slow. Oh, um, yeah. The wife is sitting, I mean, she's sitting up and going, oh, yes. And he looks at the husband and he says, the problem, honestly, the problem is you. (laughs) I knew this is where this was going. I knew this is where this was going. You see the wife, she's sitting up going, getting all excited. I knew this is where it was going. He's going, wait wait a second. And then he turns to the wife and goes, and the problem is you. You, you haven't even listened to anything. You've just seen the tip of the iceberg. And, and basically what he tells them is, is both their selfishness. And yep. if they're willing to, if they're willing to look at that and deal with that, then their relationship can change. But, um, cause here's the problem to me is we all want to have better relationships. Okay. Well, how do you, how do you determine what's a better relationship? I mean, you get you, here, here's a marriage book, how to get the marriage You've always wanted, <laughs> and I bet it'd be two different versions. Each person, yeah, it would be a selfish version for each person. It'd be, a, that, it'd be the man version and the female yeah. version. Well, and that's the problem is it, any any relationship I'm in. If I want it to be what I want it to be, then that's selfishness. 
And it's always based on how can I get you to do what I want you to do. So if if giving you 20 bucks will get you to treat me a certain way, then I'll give you 20 bucks. But what happens when I give you 20 bucks and you don't treat me the way I expect? Well, um, it, Ted Lasso was Ted at the Lowe. church. His name is Ted Lasso. <laughs> and, Ted, I had a, Ted Lasso is a TV character. <laughs> I know, I know. And I, um, it's funny now that... But they both have a lot of wisdom. Over, <laughs> over all, all these years of, of going to things like that, it's like... Each person's interpretation of the same problem, and Ted's thing is, uh, we had actually went through this small group earlier in the year. We we wanted to go. We we'd heard Joseph and Tim and Katie talk about these these like two eighteen month or two year small groups. So mm-hmm. me and Mandy were interested in doing that, and we talked about it at church and. Um, uh, they were like, yeah, we got a great group and put us in the group. And it basically it was a marriage counseling group, in my opinion, which <laughs> me and Mandy, we bit the bullet. You know, it, we've we've been through a lot and we were past what this was About. offering, you know, and and then I have to stop there because <laughs> we're getting too close to home. But it ended up being just us and the leaders. We started with like four or five groups. Hmm. And uh, it we went through this, and it was a Ted Ted Lasso thing. Mm-hmm. Ted Lasso. I'm not uh, going to correct Ted you Lowe. anymore. Um, and then we went through this thing a few Sundays ago, and that his his culmination was having intentional thoughts, intentional positive thoughts. Think the best. And I, you know, and I'm not I'm not belittling that at all. I but okay. Can you bring, and I don't mean this just for me, just for males and females, can can we take this a little bit further and you come out and show us the hands-on approach of how to do that? Like his, I think his concept was that <clears throat> your intentional positive thoughts about whoever the other person is in the relationship should blind you from all of the negative and selfish thoughts that you have. I, I don't think that works for most people. <laughs> well, like I, we, that I, we're going to need them to spell that out, I especially would, for I the would younger agree crowd. With the statement that it should, but uh, I mean, there's a whole lot of shoulds out there that mm. I don't know how to do. I, yeah. I mean, well, I'm a I'm a people watcher. I enjoy people watching. Uh, back in our younger days of going out drinking on Friday nights, we used to go to. Uh, was it Legends over oh, there? Boy. Yeah, it was a karaoke bar. Mm-hmm. And the, our entire purpose of going there was to go and, and laugh at people. people. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, that was horrible. It's, I mean, it is, but it, it happened. <laughs> it's, yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that, that the basic yeah. concept behind so, every karaoke so, so, bar? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure that was like 90%. <laughs> well, of we business. weren't even laughing at the people that were singing. It was just the people that were in there and, yeah. you know, bless them. Yeah, great people. Um, but now I find myself people watching like at this, this Ted Lowe event. And you know they were he they would talk about some things that guys did usually that that's not the angle but just based on what they were saying it was guy stuff and then they would go to women stuff and I could see all the younger women in the crowd every time they'd say something and applaud they would just be obnoxiously yeah. loud and then looking at their husband and they're just stone faced yeah well, I went to <clears throat> I remember I I I spent four or five days of my life at some training for 
marriage counseling. And this guy's basic thesis was the whole time when the we is more important than the me. Mm. And he'd chosen this couple that he would kind of guinea pig all these things with. Well, they're engaged. Mm. Um, and so everything he said to them, everything, every conversation he suggested and stuff, it, it was, it was, oh, this is wonderful. And I kept sitting there and I'm too cynical. I probably should have raised my hand and asked the question. Instead, I just sat there going, oh, nobody's going to ask this question. And the question was, Everybody I talk to, that's the issue, is that the me is more important than the we. <laughs> and I can tell them that. I can tell myself that. And I feel really good about it when I buy into that. Oh, yeah, we is more important than me until the does something that disagrees with me. And then, and, and then it's down to what I should do. Uh, um, but that's, that's the famous phrase the spirit wars against the flesh and the flesh wars against the spirit so i don't do the very things that i most know that i should be be doing um i i i I mean there has to be there has to be heart and perception change that that cannot happen it's like it's like a kid to me one time at the end of a retreat you guys have been at weekend retreats with kids they, they they too much end up with saturday night there's weeping and snot flowing and this kid that i knew came up to me and he i'm 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 man i've just given my life to god <laughs> and i'm sorry i knew this kid well enough to go didn't we have this conversation at the same retreat last year <laughs> and he looked at me real funny and he said yeah but this time i mean it <laughs> And I said to him, so you didn't mean it at all last year. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he did. And and I didn't mean to be cynical. I, and my point is, I, I mean, it's a step-by-step deal. Uh, that's, I mean, if you if you read the Bible, this word walk keeps coming in. And we we tend to treat it like it it's event by event. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. oh, now I got it. Epiphany. Oh, now I got it. And there are epiphanies. I mean, there are things we wake up to, but they got to be walked out. And so, I mean, I'm good at the we for maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. And then then I need, to, my hope and prayer is that I get woken up to, uh, Bill, you're, you're operating on your own selfishness again. And and it hadn't been three days that had gone by. It's only been <laughs> 35 minutes maybe. Um, uh, um, Because it's the... I used to draw a graph for folks and going, we, we want we want the graph of relationship to just go 45-degree angle straight up. But the problem is it's ups and downs, and the, the objective is to not let the next down be as far down as the previous one is. So Keep the average if, moving if, up. Yeah, so that overall you you got a, you got a bull market instead of a bear market on your – on your relationship but this whole thing of going i'm we're gonna go to the seminar um actually i was at a large church gathering one time with a whole bunch of the big name marriage counselors were there i I don't know why i was there i don't i mean all the guys that are writing books ted lasso was probably there yeah Um, (laughs) (laughs) um and one of the guys that was was at a large church he got real honest and said to them we 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 have two full time people on staff that just do marriage counseling. 
And you said for about, I think you said eight or nine weeks after you guys come in and do a seminar, their workload goes way down. You said about, but about eight or nine weeks later, they can't keep up. Yeah. And it's because there's been a change. We all, oh, it's all new and different now, but old habits have not gone away. We're just all on our best behavior for a little while. And then it crashes back down. And then we go to, oh, crap, even that didn't work. And mm-hmm. so it gets worse. So it's this, this thing. I mean, it's, it's a day-by-day, moment-by-moment waking up to the fact that left to my own devices i am destructive to everybody around me um yeah uh, um and and it's how long do i go between the wake-ups that to me is the is the bigger issue i don't know if that makes any sense but um well it's uh, the intentional thoughts is hard for me not not that i'm having this great internal struggle but the intentional thoughts that that concept is hard to me because it feels like faking it, you know, like just because you, I read a book, uh, seven habits of successful people or something like that. I think the author's name is Covey. Yeah. And Covey, I think Covey you're, yeah, you're, spelled you're, the same. Yeah. You know, whatever. But you're, you're, yeah. you're COVID influenced <laughs> yeah. in that. <laughs> it's, Wrote, yeah, the, my, you read the book and then you got to stay by yourself for 10 days. The so biggest <laughs> the biggest takeaway I had from that, we were doing the the Moore's house when I was listening to that book, the big house out on the dirt road out in. Yes. I was listening to that and he was going through this one thing. He's talking about stop being a jerk. He called it something else. But basically <laughs> it was, hey, just, just shut up, you know. It doesn't mean you have to be overly nice and, you know, smile and be like, oh, hey, Sharon, you're looking great today. It's just stop talking. Stop stop saying things that can be taken as you being a jerk. And I was like, you know what? That, that's, that's accurate. <laughs> but at the same time, that's just putting a brain-to-mouth filter on. Which most I, men don't. I mean, have. and I... I, I I guess that the intentional thoughts thing comes down. It's it's not really about not being selfish. It's just about not appearing to be selfish. So the only person that really affects is you. If you are not letting your selfishness be imposed physically or mentally on other people, that's that's I guess that's what you're doing because I don't feel like you can change how you feel intentionally. Oh, I, well, I don't want to go grocery shopping. I, uh, yes, I do. You know, I mean, that's like, or I don't want to do this thing that my, my partner expects me to do. No. Yes, I do. Is that what the intention, that's where I'm confused with the intentional. Yeah. Well, it's, I, no, that's a good illustration. I think, and I'm sorry, Joe, you were going to say something. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Um, okay. I will. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think that's the difference between, well, I'll use this analogy. I, I, I mean, you guys talk about fitness and working out and those kind of things. Um, I don't. I, Clearly. <laughs> I was going to say, some, one of you doesn't, Clearly. one of you talks about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just talk about it. I don't do it. <laughs> but, and, and this is crass in some sense, but if somebody's, I, I, I mean, Linda and I go to a gym several mornings a week. Does it? Does it matter whether I wake up and feel like going, or does it matter whether or not I go? 
Okay. Uh, um, touche. So, well, I'm just saying <laughs> I, there are times that I recognize, so why do I go? Well, I, I mean, honestly, even 10 years ago, working out was fun because I felt myself I'm stronger. I'm a little bit, you know, I mean, I'm, I ran further. Well, that, that and I'm 74. That's not happening anymore. Sure it can. Um, well, maybe it can. What are you doing after this? Anyway. It's not happening anymore. So um, i got other things going on. But um, and, and by the way, I, Joe, you certainly know that Josh is running half marathons mm-hmm. now. Um, Josh, my son. Yeah. Um, Kill I don't know any other Josh. You're something else's. Do what? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only Josh I know that. It's your son. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, there might be somebody listening that doesn't know that. Josh, you. Joseph's brother. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I, I mean, I'd love to run a half marathon with him, but I can't. I, I mean, I. it's not any fun to run a mile. Mm. <laughs> not without walking in, be, in between anymore. So, it wasn't but fun I'm still, for me to, to run at all. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Well, I except for maybe the first base. I no, I saw you I saw you running to a a hamburger bar oh. on <laughs> on the cruise. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Senior trip throwback right there. Um but I go work out because I know it's the right mm. thing to 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 do because I want the fruit of it, not because I want the activity of it. So there are things you do like do I want to go to the grocery store? No. I, I mean, I was doing something yesterday evening. Linda went to the grocery store, came home. I asked that, would you like some help bringing his stuff in from the car? Well, she's supposed to go, no, you're resting. <laughs> and, But it doesn't matter what her answer is going to be. I'm going to get up and go carry the stuff in, even though my emotional response when I get out there is going, Oh my goodness! <laughs> I was thinking maybe like two trips. Yeah. So it's yeah. not, the, a, not a marathon. The intentional of trips. thoughts thing is it's it doesn't matter how it affects the person that needs to have the intentional thoughts. The whole purpose of it is just for everybody else. Well, right? That's called sacrifice. It's the submission competition. But if I, I don't know, it almost it almost feels like lying. In a way, or but, being deceptive, because if you're doing things that you don't really okay want to do, okay, if you wanted to do it, would it be sacrifice? <laughs> no, <laughs> well, that's the point. Okay, that's the very definition of love. Is, is so you're sacrificing your truth? No, for, it's considering for, the rights and needs of somebody else is more okay. important than your own. And I know, and I get where you're going because that doesn't feel right. Yeah, it can feel. Like, well, I should want to do this. Well, no, what I want is for my wife to know that I love her. Yeah. What I want is for security to reign in our in our home. But shouldn't so, your spouse just know that you love them because you give them all these material things? <laughs> There's that should word again. <laughs> I mean, you got this brand new Tahoe. Of course I love you. <laughs> We took you know, pictures at the beach together. You know, of course I love you. We are so stupid. I, I would hear guys saying that in marriage counseling, and I'd be trying to send them signals going, shut up. That's just killing you. Just don't even go there. Oh, man. 
And then I find the exact same stuff coming out of my mouth. At, how can you qu- look at, have I ever, I mean, I bring my paycheck home. I don't yeah. look at other women. I don't go out drinking. Uh, this very same stuff I'd go to guys going, you're just digging a deeper hole. I, yeah. I mean, that's that's not what's important at this moment. But I, I'm smart enough to not let it come out of my mouth most of the time, but it goes through my head a chunk of the time and that's 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 to me is when you know you're making progress when you wake up and go that is really about me isn't it i've done what i want to do and you should appreciate it um you know and then you've got the other end of the spectrum with that too the uh does your does your husband honor and respect you then you should be submissive to his wants and needs that's that one doesn't bode well with the ladies. Well, and you got to figure out what does that really what does, what does that mean yeah, in context? I, and um, I think that's way that's way more about fear than it is about submission. And that that's why it's the the symbiotic side of it is if a husband can help his wife build an environment where she does feel safe and secure, then she's not scared of where the leadership's going or where the treatment's going. And it's more natural. It's it's easier to follow, and, and yeah. it's not a boss ship. It was submissive a, thing. It's a partnership that's mm-hmm. that's built on safety and love and trust. And um, that's any any time. I mean, you guys in in business. If you try to break that down to just job descriptions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to have an employee that is, um, I'll put it this way. When, when I took over at the school I was at before and I, I'd never done anything that had 70 employees at it. And so I did some reading and especially 70 poorly paid employees. Mm. And I'm kind of freaking going, hi, what happens when you have an English teacher leave and you need an English teacher and you don't pay squat Mm. Uh, but you got to have somebody qualified to keep accreditation going out of school. I, what do you do with that? And how do you keep these people involved? Because perception is, well, money. Mm. So I read this thing about employee retention, and it was interesting. They'd surveyed a bunch of CEOs and, I, I mean, guys that own businesses, whether they were CEOs or not, and asked them the question, what, what, what are employees looking for that will make them want to stay? And they said the two principal things, money and opportunity for advancement. So I went, oh, then we're sunk. Because <laughs> there's no money. And in the, in the teaching thing, there's very little. I mean, it can get overweighted. You can have way too many administrators, but typically there's few administrators. Mm-hmm teaching thing and we're sunk well then they ask employees what causes retention well money and opportunity advance were in there but they were like four and five mm-hmm. and and i i can't i can't remember an order but it was it was feeling like what i do makes a difference um being personally valued and working with people that i like well, that helped me marriage-wise some <laughs> to think, oh, so it isn't about wages and perks. Mm-hmm. It, it's really about 
to, am I helping my wife feel like she brings value to our relationship that I, that I personally value her, that her contribution is important and that she likes who she's, who she's with. And that causes retention. She's taking a so, picture. Oh, is she? Um, yeah. So I think that carries over into all aspects, but, and, and I'm not trying to reduce marriage down to a business arrangement, but uh, I mean, it's just what we're all looking for. We're all looking for feeling like we're valued and appreciated. Yeah. I want to, which is why I think most people want to be in business for themselves. Yeah. I think it was, uh, it was during the last message series at church. Yeah. Where he talked about the honor, the being submissive mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, submission. Competition. And I want to say, no, it was, he was explaining that verse about the wives submit mm-hmm. to your husbands. And it was, Basically, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, something along the lines of the husband should be, you know, as the marriage is one with God and the husband has that close relationship with God, that the wife should be submissive to the husband as she would be to God. That that puts it a lot more in context than the way I heard is like, you know, you need to, if your husband's honor and respecting you, you need to. Yeah, see that just, that gets back down to job descriptions. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and that's just, I, I, I mean, you won't, you won't. I don't think you'll find any successful business if it operates strictly by job descriptions. It might be successful, but there are people being chewed up and spit out in the process, and they're probably being really well paid. Yeah. Um, well, I'd never heard any, turnover any context Amazon. like that for that whatever you want to call it. And that was, that was the first time I'd heard some context to that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is, that is job descriptions. It could be taken. Well, the, there's no context. Here's, and it can the, here's be, the context. If I do for you what I'm supposed to do, then I have a right to expect you to do what you're, that's, you're well, that's do. one, that's one interpretation and, of that. And yeah, that's, okay. then, then it gets down to rights, which gets back down to selfishness. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like a lady who, came to me after I gave them a marriage book and she said, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. When's he going to start doing what he's supposed to do? I'm going, you missed this. What you're supposed to do is sacrifice, yeah. but it's no longer sacrifice. If your I'm feelings ex- don't Everybody's matter. keeping score. Well, it, yeah. I, if I'm expecting repayment, mm-hmm. then, you know, any relationship, if I, if, if I have an outcome that involves the relationship being more what I would like it to be, then there's a selfishness in there. I I I, I tell one of the most one of the most changing things in my own marriage was, and and here's where here's where it came. I back promise keepers, which is an old was an mm-hmm. old thing of men coming in. It was a good thing. And one of the things it talked about was you have a mailbox up the street, and you stop on your way home, and you put all your work stress into that mailbox, and you take out of the mailbox family. So, I mean, I live, you know where I live. Mm-hmm. Well, you both know where I live. Yeah, which, by the way, when you referenced earlier in the show, we're friends, I'm thinking, I've never been at your house before. You've been at my house a whole bunch of times. I've That's lived kind of a in lopsided. a lot of different houses, though. <laughs> kind of a lopsided friendship, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, anytime. I'll have you over all the time. 
<laughs> you eat red meat? Uh, not at my house very much, but oh, okay. yes, I do. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so I stop at my mailbox. I put my concerns in the mailbox. I take out. I'd even stop and I'd candle it. I'd pray on the way. God, give us a great evening together. And I need, I'd feel so good. A great evening together. Peace in our home and relationship with my three sons. And yes, and that's the problem, Joe. That's what it was. <laughs> so I walk into the house with this, gosh, I feel good. We're going to have a great evening together. And I, I walk in and, and I mean, one of our rules was not to watch television until you'd done homework. I remember and, that rule. And, and, <laughs> and my personal preference was always, say, Finished what I mean, if it's after school and they want to go outside, get them outside. Mm-hmm. I'd walk in and be five thirty, and there's they're sitting in front of the television watching something or playing some stupid video game, and it's seventy five degrees outside. And I, of course, I'd immediately walk in and go, "So homework's done." <laughs> uh, you know, uh, boys would me start looking at each other and. Poof, all of my, I mean, because I had this expectation of what it was going to be like, immediately my mood soured and all these kind of things. So I finally learned to go, wait a minute, that's confusion of goals and objectives. My goal is to have a happy evening at home. Well, the trouble is that takes everybody else's cooperation. Mm. So when they don't cooperate, they're obstacles to my happiness. And how do you treat people who are obstacles to your happiness? Mm. Every, everything I don't you treat do. them well. Yeah, everything yeah. then is sacrifice. I eliminate. Like, yes, I was going to say the fact that I have not struck you dead is sacrificial. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I kind of learned on the way home that what the heart was. I want to go home and love my wife and love my kids. I can do that whether they've done their homework or not done their homework. Now it's more sacrificial, but I can still shoot at that. If that became my goal, rather than having the kind of relationship I wanted. That's that. That's a transforming thing if you can. That's the intentional thought, right? Yeah, there. and it's the course correction thing that I that I can realize each time I'm starting to get bent out of shape or dissatisfied or want to go. What the heck? I'm not. I mean, it's not worth the effort tonight. I don't mean mm-hmm. completely, but you can do the course correction of come back and correct your heart. And I do think that's a huge advantage of if you're a follower of of Christ that. The Holy Spirit can do that direction and empowering for you if you yield. Um, which is one of the great misperceptions I think in the Christian life is this this word commitment. You got to get more committed to being a good husband. Well, that <laughs> to me that gets back to the shoulds, and then it becomes teeth gritting. Job description. You just got to do right. more work. Yeah. So work it's, hard. instead, it's understanding God. You can. The heart's the problem. Um, make me more sensitive to, I mean, I, one of my personal favorite perspectives from the scripture is that first John one, if you say you have no sin, you're lying. Mm. I, probably not to anybody else because they all know that, mm. <laughs> but lying to yourself. If you think in this instance, I'm not saying I'm perfect, <laughs> but right now I am. Okay? Mm. <laughs> that's, the, that's the perspective when he says confess your sins. Right? That, that, that word just means agree. It doesn't mean go through some slow self-flagellation or or or. Uh, it just means agree. God, you're probably right here, and I'm probably wrong. And it's possible that my wife is right, and I'm 
I'm yeah. wrong. I want to. I want to agree with that, and let's 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 start over fresh. Um, and that's way of life thing. Yeah. Ask a guy once. When do you? When do you? The guy who kind of taught me that perspective. I said, so like each night you confess your sins, and he said this great thing. He says, uh, and this is gosh, this is 50 years ago, but I never forgot this. He looked at me. He says, I try to fess him as I does him. <laughs> and his point was it's just a it's it's not a again it's not a self-condemnation it's not it's just an awareness waking up and going up oh, i'm i'm there again i'm in the world of selfishness and self and um that ain't gonna lead any place right it yeah. just leads to more anger so yeah was, i know i know god certainly has a sense of humor or at least I'd like to think he does, because I've been praying for patience for years, and man, mm. I wished I wouldn't have. I always know. get put in situations where I have to practice patience when I pray for patience. Yeah, as he gives me something, yeah. and then he sits back and goes, <laughs> I'm about to be entertained. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I'd just rather not not have that skill. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's well, see, one of the things that there's another concept I think is going the idea that it, 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 if, and I think it's if and there is, but it, if there really is a God who has personally created you and knit you together, not just DNA wise, and whose eye is on you, then can you do anything that causes him to go, whoa, I didn't see that coming? <laughs> <laughs> and so I, 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 I'm at a. I rode by this church sign, and I think it was com- just coming here now that the sign said something like, God loves you, don't break his heart. And I thought, well, that's a nice mushy thing, <laughs> but, I, I, you know, I, I remember Joe Long, and I won't go into what, but I, I heard something, somebody came to me, this is back when, School was new, and I think your dad was administrator at the school. And somebody came to me because he was in a responsible situation and told me, and I don't, I don't even know Josh, your brother, mm-hmm. uh, but came to me with something in Josh's life that they thought that a leader of a school that shouldn't be in that son's life, mm. you know. And I don't, I, 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 I mean, I kind of remember what it is, but that's that's immaterial. Sure. And I struggled with, gosh. Do I go to your dad? Do I not go to your dad? And saying, well, I gotta, I gotta go to him. And and my sons were, you, you guys were still young. I mean, sure, fourth, fifth grade. So sure. I had not, I had not crossed the threshold into a teenager <laughs> son at this point. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I don't want to be the one to tell him this. And I remember going to tell him, and your dad just kind of looked at me like, yeah. and my first thought was because he doesn't care and then then i realized well it didn't i mean i don't think he was happy about it but it 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 didn't cause gnashing of teeth because he knows your he knows your brother yeah and um and that's not a low expectation thing that was just a yeah, I can I can see that, mm-hmm. uh, and it wasn't that he wasn't going to deal with it, but it, it really spoke something to me that I've, I've I've remembered of going, okay, I got a God who knows me perfectly. He put me into this marriage with this woman, with these kids, um, 
I mean, I just think sometimes we have a picture of God that he's sitting there looking at some angel to go, all right, all right, Angel Bob, that was your idea, and it was a bad idea. And now I got to do all this stuff to fix up the mess you created here. And instead of understanding, and he knows me perfectly. And that's, uh, um, in fact, as the psalm says, he knows I'm just dust. And I, and I love that. I know that sounds demeaning, but to me, that's a really encouraging thing to to realize. And God knows every every strength in my life. He knows every weakness in my life. And he's... And so based on that, I can't ever surprise him. If I can't surprise him, I can't disappoint him. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, Josh, yeah. son, Josh could not do algebra. You probably remember that. I and remember. That's it, I was right there with him. Yeah, it's great, great humor to me now that he's a big time. I know some teachers time, that can't do algebra. <laughs> yeah, that he's a big time banking attorney working with numbers in the millions. Yeah. That's yeah. And I do math for a living now. Yeah. So <laughs> well, but, joke, but jokes on me. But yeah. math is different than algebra. That's, that's what I tell that's, that's what true. I try to tell folks to go and look for my son. You, you give him numbers, he's great. You give him letters, he's great. But you put numbers and a letter together in something and his brain turns to concrete. And that's just <laughs> that's that's a that's that's it's almost genetic of sorts. I mean I, I mean either got or you don't when he's got a twin brother who Mm-hmm. has a math degree and probably barely cracked a book to get it <laughs> yeah. um, just because it's the way his brain works. Mm-hmm. Um, I was yeah. with him in college. He didn't crack a book. <laughs> <laughs> At least when he was finishing here, we were in a couple classes together and he didn't crack a book. No. That's um, <laughs> because uh, he's brilliant. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's, that's it was his blessing and his curse. Yep. Um, and I've totally forgotten where I was even heading when I started with that. But anyway, algebra. Math. Yeah, I don't remember. No one's. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about selfishness, job descriptions. Yeah. Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. Breaking God's heart. When, when, when Josh brought home to me C's and algebra, we, we celebrated C's. Mm-hmm. If Zach had brought home a C, I, I I mean it, it would have been a probably get up there and go to work. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, because I knew actually the way I explain Josh to folks sometimes is going. My son was, cheated his way through through algebra in high school and was so lost he didn't even know that he was cheating mm-hmm. <laughs> because he had friends around him, principally Lauren, who's now his wife. That mm-hmm that pretty much did homework for him and things like that, that, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And, and teachers who probably fudged big time to get, to get <laughs> you guys through <laughs> because if Joseph and Josh were academically ineligible, then they couldn't, there was, there was hardly a sport you could play. Yeah. So that, there goes half the starting line <laughs> yeah. of, of every sport we had. <laughs> So, I, I mean, if, if I'm, as a human father, know my son that well and to know that what he's capable of, I'm sure God, who's knitted me together, knows those things. So that's what I, 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 I try to hold on to the picture of God's coming alongside here. Mm-hmm. He wants this thing to be successful versus the picture of going, he's given me a job description and now he's grading me all the. Mm. Yeah, I'd sit back and go, what, what am 
What are you trying to show me? And that's a great question to ask, Peter. <clears throat> that I mean, I I think I think that's a life changing question. I don't like the answer. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what the answers are. You just pretty much you don't want to face the answer yeah that's that's what i've found and then uh yeah that's something like else somebody always try to find the good and everything and it's like that kind of comes back to the intentional thoughts thing in my opinion because you're even if you're going through something you feel like is just terrible if you just try and find the good in it which basically comes down to what are you trying to show me that's uh that's, that's tough, and I, as tough as it is for me, I, can't, I just can't imagine, like, the younger crowd. That's back to Ted Lasso's thing, <laughs> watching those younger people kind of get their indirect digs in. It was entertaining. I was just thinking, man, I remember the night when that was us, mm-hmm. you know, and when when that's how we viewed things. And I, I just don't feel like – I think it's great to watch – people like Ted and and the other folks that do that, that I don't know who they are, try to communicate that to the younger generation. I feel like that's always the gap with anything in our country because that's all I've been exposed to is if you could just help the younger crowd understand the lessons that the older generations have learned at a younger age they could advance socially and spiritually and emotionally a lot faster and get past all those things. But it's just a, it's a huge thick wall that I feel like we've all been on the other side of at some point. But it's thicker, it's thicker today than it was, than it has been. Mm -hmm. Social media has a lot to do with that. Sure. Um, instant expertise, Mm -hmm. you know, I watched all these people starting podcasts and stuff who think they have, yeah. Wisdom to pass on to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait. <laughs> but I, I, that's, that's why you're here, Bill. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know why people even want to cross that wall. Sometimes that's them not being selfish. I just get to the point where I'm like, ah, that wall's there. I'm good. I'm on this side of it. You guys can figure out how to get across it just like I did because it's, I don't know. It's thick. You got the thick wall, and then you got the thick skulls, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I was there too. You know, but uh, yeah. But at at thirty six, I I am um, more willing to talk to somebody on the other side of this thick wall. Yes, because I want to learn what I didn't know, what I learned the hard way, and what I what I don't know going forward. I don't I don't want to waste time plowing my own road if there's a better road out there. Yeah, we're just going to go around the walls. Mm. Well, I they have I, no I, end. I, I jump in as, as a guy who's far on the other side of the wall mm-hmm. <laughs> from you guys. I I I think in, in truth and fairness, um I mean, you sit around with a bunch of old guys you wouldn't want to sit in that conversation <laughs> because it, it can turn into yeah, yeah, younger generation and oh. all, all it, it just turns into condemnation. And I, I, I mean, it's, 
it's honestly, Lynn and I get asked to do things with groups of people our own age. <laughs> and we always feel bad, but we don't want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because it honestly it turns into an awful lot of... <laughs> How's your prostate doing? I mean, it's just, <laughs> yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> it turns into that, that kind of stuff. And just, um, I, I mean, that's not much fun, but then it's a lot of complaining about the younger folks and complaining about, about culture and so you're complaining saying- about, so I, I, I mean, there's arrogance doesn't go away. It gets, so you're saying worse. that what we do now, we're just going to be doing, if we're when we're, we're still 70. here, yeah. I think you're I, no, because that's what we do now. <laughs> Not about the prostate. <laughs> well, we talk about the younger, the younger well, generation. You got, you got time for that. So. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> like we we say all the time to each other, you know, because I, I mean, I, I've I have worked hard, in my opinion, since I've been old enough to work, and I've seen Joseph do that. And I'll, I don't remember who started it, but we'll joke around and be like, "What? what is the world going to do when people like us are dead and gone? Because I don't see a whole lot, and this isn't being disrespectful no, to the, I the think younger that's an generation. Accurate, I think it's a scary, accurate it's, perception. I just don't see a lot of that type of mindset in any of the lower than 30-year-olds. And it's... Everybody wants to be a YouTuber. I've I've said it for years, and it's not a it's not a class. Oh yeah, the number of kids, including us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's not a class battle. No, no. I, the number of kids right now, if you ask them what they want to do, they'll they'll want to I, influencers, uh, content creators. No, I don't hear that a whole lot. What I hear a whole lot of is they they want to create video games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I want to play a, Fortnite for a living. Uh, yes, and that's what they say they want to create games, but what they really want to do is is create them so they can. Yes, <laughs> um, you don't hear you don't hear a whole lot of kids saying doctors, lawyers. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, I want to be an HVAC. Well, it's yeah. well, most of your yeah. So, so I'm gonna, I'm going to answer your question. What I, I, it's the mentoring thing. It's back to mm. that apprenticing thing. Mm. It's it's the it's the old. It's, Got to. it's not for me. It's how you instill the work ethic. No, it. I'm too selfish. Well, well and I'm not ashamed to admit that. <laughs> should be. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm true to myself. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that's like the guy who said, I, I, I use cocaine because it enhances my personality. <laughs> yeah, but you, you are a... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Um, it's the first drug reference we've had on the podcast. Uh, no, you referenced some Joe Rogan last week. Well, I didn't say it. You said <laughs> Joe Rogan. I made the hand motion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, but you are selfish. Yeah. No, you no. are selfish, but you are having that impact. I'm uh, having I mean, an impact. Um, <laughs> But it needs to, I, I mean, there's not a whole, somebody asked me the other day, I, I mean, we're honestly thinking and praying through right now, somebody's throwing something onto our plate that I, I came from out of nowhere and I, um, 
chew in on that in light of I I, I don't I don't think retirement is a is a healthy concept. Re- retirement in Agreed. terms of I, because it gets back to the selfishness thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna just live for me the last ten years of my life. Well, man, you you want to find a group of unhappy, <laughs> miserable people? Go to a retirement. Mm-hmm. Village. My mom. Yeah. My mom went to a to an assisted living place, and when I went there, first time I went there, I went, "Holy smokes!" I told her, "Mom, this is like being in a fraternity house, only you don't have to ever go to class." <laughs> it's kind of like me going to college. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so there's ping pong going on. There's dope and no, drinking no, beer. No. Well, they're drinking I'm a ready lot. For that. <laughs> so drinking a lot. <laughs> um, but I mean, there's just. I, I mean, there's. Folks that are still capable are out playing tennis or playing, they're playing bridge. They're, I, I, I mean, there's dances going on. There's all kinds of stuff. They fix your meals for you. If, if you want them, you go down. Sign me up. I, I mean, yeah, it sounds incredible. And then the first time I go to eat with her, I'm going, do we just sit? No, 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 my table's over here. And we go sit down with these two ladies. And they were awful. <laughs> I get done with this meal, and I, I mean, we get back into the room. I ask my mom, and I go, Mom, why are you eating with these ladies? No one else would let her eat with them because mm. she was new, and everybody already had their groups, and yeah. they didn't want, so it was, it was eat with her, or eat by the, eat with those ladies, or eat by herself. So the click thing never ends. No. no. And just, man, the more I walked around there, there were a, there were a handful of happy folks. And but uniquely, they were the ones that when I got up for breakfast, came and said, "Hey, young fellow, come sit with us." Um, I, I mean, so yeah, the concept of retirement that I get to retire and live for me, um, I just I don't see anything healthy in that. So to me, it's an adventure the rest of the rest of the way. Stay healthy enough, you can keep giving yourself away, and and. I mean, I've already told my sons when I when I get to the place where I can't add anything, you don't have to kill me. Just take me take me hunting, take all my clothes off, and leave me out there. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm kidding, but it's just the I'll idea. Put you in a just, canoe and send you down the creek. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> that's what my dad. That's what my dad said. A canoe that has a leak in it. Yeah, just put um, me in the canoe and send me down. <laughs> Okay. Okay, um, Pop. Just push me out of an airplane. Ooh. But I think the adventure is not so much what do I keep doing, but can I can I still be in positions where I can pass something along? And I, I know that sounds noble. I don't mean it to, because I, I just think that's that's life purpose is is leaving a, a trail behind. A legacy. Um, an impact. It, 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 yeah, and I, I don't disagree with either of those words because I think that can be the fruit of it, but not striving to have a, a, a legacy or an impact, just trying to, to love some people around you. And Should happen naturally. Yeah. Um, it has to be intentional to a certain extent. There's but, that word. Um, yeah. It's a job description. Um, it, it is, and there is some to that, which is living life with an intentionality that says, you know, it's the old starfish in a sea thing you know that i mean the, I, the illustration of the guy walking down the beach and he finds this little boy the tide is washing in starfish and the little boy's picking up starfish and 
throwing them back in, and he's throwing one or two back in, and the tide's washing 20 more up. Mm. The old man watches him for a while and turns to him, son, what are you doing? He goes, I'm, I'm saving starfish. He says, well, I mean, you're throwing two in and 20 are washing up. I mean, you're not really making a difference. <laughs> and as he throws one in, he says, I am to that one. Mm. Um, sometimes I think we can get so overwhelmed with the direction of culture, and it's overwhelming to me um, to, to forget that it's one starfish at a, at a time. One, one impacted lives makes waves. And if you do, if you do, I hesitate to raise this word, the math, um, Mm. (laughs) um, one plus one only equals two, but one plus one is now two. And then two plus two equals four and four plus four equals eight. If he can talk about saving a generation and in a few uh, over a lot, a career or a lifespan. Yes. You've turned Um, and saved an entire generation or impacted it. And that's why I think we get, we get so overwhelmed with the, the, the negativity of the culture around us that we think an election is going to change everything or, that a new president is going to change something or a new piece of legislation is going to change something. And, that's, that and, certainly does. Yeah. It changes some things. Uh, well, it does. It <laughs> does. Yeah. But, I, but not like that, but it's always back and forth. Who's got the power, who's got the say, who's got the, um, and, and there's always going to be a drift in, in spite of the changes. And, um, so I think it, Boils down to that. I mean, that's where parenting is such a big deal. It's a chance to pass something on that's more than just values. I, I mean, values are important, but it's it's modeling and poorly modeling. I mean, when my sons got got married, each one of them, I went to them very specifically and go, "Man, I I have to I have to seek your forgiveness for the horrible model that I was as a as a husband because I'd flash back to arguments and their and anger explosions and stuff. And interestingly enough, one of my sons said, dad, but getting to see you seek forgiveness was more important than not having seen you argue. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think those are the, it's the course correction things that you can pass on folks. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you my big word. It's an aroma thing. I think people have to sniff things in our lives more than be told things. I think we we feel like, oh, I got this piece of information to pass along. And I think that's important. Truth is important. But truth backed up by an aroma of your life, it makes all the difference in the world. And that's the topic, of, or that's the title of this podcast. I was going to call it selfishness. I think <laughs> aroma, of aroma of your life. Yeah, aroma of your life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Smell is the. And here uh, I thought I was going to get to talk about the things that I have that are the oldest. And we I, can do that. Yeah. What long. is the oldest thing you possess? Well, outside of body parts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all the same age, though. I hope. I actually have a. Uh, I have an old uh, Ithaca Ithaca gun manufacturing side by side twenty gauge shotgun. Okay. Mm. Um, it's. It's old. When you guys were talking about that, I was I was remembering you talked about when's the last time you fired it. And I thought, gosh, I haven't fired that thing for a long time. Last time we took it out, we were 
skeet shooting out of the guy's place. And I think I think Josh was with me. I think he was. I've heard was, this story, it I was believe. Side side by side triggers. Mm-hmm. Um and I pulled the trigger and it didn't go off. Mm. And very fortunately, I mean, pulled the trigger several times. It didn't go off. And then we laid the gun down and it went off as it laid on the ground. I haven't fired Ooh. it since then. Yeah. <laughs> Is that where you pull the back one and it shoots both barrels at the same time? Uh, no, I don't think so. Stevens does that. I believe so, don't, yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. I don't, I, it's bad. 20 gauge wouldn't be quite so bad as... Uh, and I and I have an old uh, wait a minute no the shotgun I don't know what the make is the Ithaca Gun Company is an old single shot twenty two rifle mm. I don't know if those were the oldest things I actually had at one point my grandfather had it was this trunk and in that trunk was stuff from the Civil War from one of my great great uncles oh. or something like that and this is the incredible part a newspaper from the day Lincoln was assassinated wow. Oh. There was a family breakdown, and I have that was all that stuff was supposed to be mine, and I don't know where it ever Let's went. Let's find to. out where it is, and we'll go I, take it. Would be we'll just go take it, it for you. It would be fun to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, Road trip. So that's Get the it. oldest stuff I I am supposed to have. Mm. And could you imagine being able to put eyes on that newspaper? Yeah, mm. I hope it's laminated. It was well. It was in a some sort of a plastic seal. I don't know that. I'm sure it wasn't vacuumed because it mm. wasn't out. That didn't exist. It's better than nothing. Yeah, it's better than nothing. It's probably, yeah, I'm not suspect it's disappeared. Mm. Family got pretty chaotic. But anyway. They I tend to do it. that. Yes. Families. I got yeah. that Calvary sword out this week and looked at it. Or saber, excuse me, Calvary saber. I was trying to look for anything on it that was identifying. All I could see on there was... U.S. Army Standard or something like that. Mm. Um, yeah, the trouble with stuff like that is you take it to somebody to go, what is this worth? And then they tell you. Mm. And then my problem is that then it's no longer like my great-grandfather's sword on the wall. Now it's like, man, I could sell that and get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that probably describes the extent of my materialism versus my sentimentalism. <laughs> yeah. Immediately ask someone, what do you think that's worth? Yeah. <laughs> How much could I get for that? It's priceless to me. Yeah, I know, but what is it really worth? That's <laughs> <laughs> I could never sell it. Really? Give you 1500 <laughs> Yeah, then you start well, thinking, well, how much is it worth? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we've got two uh, barbershop chairs we bought. We are building this house sitting in the shop that I haven't touched. I get uh, I get reprimanded about that often. And they're old school barber chairs. They are. They're very old. They need to be reupholstered. <clears throat> and then the, the chrome or whatever the fancy metal is needs to be media blasted or something. It's got rust all over it. But I was going to restore those and put them on the back porch as a... You know, cigar smoking, mm-hmm. uh, adult beverage enjoying seat, seating option. You could call somebody to get them over here and, and do a neck shave while you're doing that in those fancy yeah, chairs. Sure. Yeah, sure. Or yeah. just just put a warm towel over your face while you sit yeah. there. Or yeah. yeah, 
I got a little menthol in the towel. Mm-hmm. With all my free time, Sounds I good. have. I'm, I'm going to get on it soon. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Well, the winter's coming. Is it? Yeah. It's okay. That's what they say. Does that mean that Jon Snow's coming down? No, this isn't Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, you've been watching any TV? I know last time I spoke to you. You know, I, I to if I told shows. you what I was watching on TV, you'd go, you are really old. Nah. Um, uh, Andy Griffith? No, I, I I know this. I like Andy Griffith, uh, but I can't do a steady diet of Andy Griffith. Um, I could do I could do the best of Barney. I could watch that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and he's very funny. But I but I, once I get into one of those. And I go, oh, okay, well, I, kn- I know where this one goes. And it's, it's just, <laughs> to me, it just kind of gets corny. And yeah. I don't, um, I don't, no, we're, we're watching the old Maverick series right now. Okay. Um, there's a bunch of them. I, I wouldn't realize that in, in I mean, this is probably, these are probably James, the, James Garner. Yeah. 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 And he's, 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 I'm kind of questioning why my wife is enjoying mm. it so much because <laughs> he is a really, I, he is a handsome mm-hmm. young man. Um, um, Didn't he when play I said, in the movie with Mel Gibson as his yes, dad? Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. played his dad, yeah. Um, and was it you know, Jodie Foster that played the lady? I believe you're correct on yeah. that. Okay. That's right. I believe you're correct. But, yeah, I mean, I grew up watching that show because mm-hmm. i mean i can remember having to go to bed right when it was over and i was whining and complaining women they haven't shown us the next week because that yeah. used to be an old tv thing they always show you next Give week clips from the next week next week and, and screaming that it wasn't time to go to bed yet because i hadn't seen hmm. coming attractions yeah hadn't so, seen next time on maverick yeah yeah so that's what we're watching but i do i am a little suspicious because if you remember there was brett there was bart and there was Oh, mm-hmm. three three brothers. James Garner was Brett. He was in most of them, but some he was not. And commented as one came on, going, "Oh, cool! This one, this is a James Garner. This is a Brett one." Because I remember telling her I like Brett the best. But the way the kind of look on her face when she agreed with me made me a little uncomfortable. So. <laughs> <laughs> She likes the ones with Brett too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> then I said, you know what? I don't know if I've ever dressed up for Halloween again. I'm going to dress up as Maverick. And yeah, she got a little excited, overexcited about that. Oh, you should yeah, do that, that this be... this year. <laughs> I mean, we're coming right up on Halloween. Halloween, yeah, yeah. Get you a get up. I got a cowboy hat. Yeah. Is it black? I mean, we can put some shoe polish on it. <laughs> Just don't touch it. Oh, get on you. Look. So we watched that, though I do, I will say, I just finished watching The Terminal List. Mm, that's um, a great show. Um, I was appropriately warned about language, but, um, you know, I said, Joe knows this, I'm, I'm twin sons. Um, Zach went straight into the Marines. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I I snuck down. I shouldn't have been there. We we actually end up staying on Paris Island for his graduation, which is and I mean Paris Island where the Marines train. It's a very small place. Yeah. I, I mean, so we'd stand on our balcony and see all these guys crawling across places and and 
Um, I, I mean, we watched them train. I, that was bizarre to me. I, I mean, you just figure that's a big base that's guarded with seek, and it probably is a lot more guarded now than it was then. This was 2004. Um, mm-hmm. Isn't that when you guys graduated from high school? Yeah, and the day after he graduated from uh, boot camp, we were at your house while y'all were gone, and jo- we packed Josh up to go off. Oh, yeah. That's we went straight from Lookout Mountain. Yeah, we went straight from his uh, graduation at at Paris Island up to move Josh into his yeah room. I think, I think we smoked like forty cigars on your front porch that <laughs> night while you weren't there. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, it was an exaggeration. It wasn't really. Fun. But anyway, what I was going to say was I I snuck down and listened to the the. Gunnery sergeant, there's this point they get their Eagle Globe and Anchor things and they get called Marine for the very first time. And then there's a graduation ceremony the next day, but there's this point in between that they are spoken to as peers. Mm. Um, and this, I don't know if he was a drill instructor, I don't know if he's a gunny sergeant, I don't know, I don't know who he was, but he was the guy that had been over his platoon or whatever. And he's given them kind of the farewell because they're going to, they get 30 days leave immediately after that. And so he's communicating the expectations and just because you're leaving Paris Island, now you're a Marine mm-hmm. and, and all this stuff. And it is, it is so laced with obscenities that it's, mm-hmm. I mean, like going, you probably could have said all this in five minutes without all the adjectives <laughs> and adverbs, but yes. um, yeah. But I wanted. I, I wish that I could have recorded it because there was so much really great stuff said to these guys in a language that they understood. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Sometimes I think we way overcompensate for well, that's offensive. Well, sometimes, mm-hmm. personally, maybe it needs to be offensive. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, well, that's. That's, that's become language today. So I, I looked at that show and, you know, kind of going, all right, that's, that's, that's real life military wise. You can't, I, I mean, you can sanitize it if you want to. And yeah, I mean, yes, it's ultra violent. Um, mm-hmm. And conspiracy theory and all those kinds of things. But I mean, it's entertainment if you can take it that way. But um, anyway, I wasn't offended by the language. Yeah. I enjoyed that show. Mm-hmm. But then we got Maverick to balance it out. Where, yeah. Where you don't see or hear anything that's inappropriate. <laughs> that's right. They might suggest it by closing out a scene as two people walk into a room, but it's it's never uh, illustrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really kind of funny. I mean, the last one was some cow band of 50 tra- trail guys that were running a huge herd were angry with something in a town and they, came right into the town to to tree the town, as they said, which is destroy the town. Mm. Not a single obscenity or in the entire thing, and you're just kind of going, I don't think that was probably accurate at all. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, absolutely not. The other thing was old westerns. They'll they'll pour rotgut whiskey into a, a shot glass and just down it in a gulp and you kind of with no wincing no yeah. no tears in their eyes no nothing and yeah. you kind of go these guys are going man i'm just coming off the trail i'm thirsty pour yeah. me a shot you're going yeah. 
I don't think anybody comes in thirsty <laughs> yeah. after the trail rise and goes, give me a shot of rot gut whiskey because I, I haven't I had a, haven't had a liquid in my body for three body days. cramps yeah. right <laughs> after that. Yeah. Immediately. It's one of those things. But I appreciate you guys asking me to do this. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. It's been a You are the honor. first guest. Oh, my. And it's, it's our pleasure. We... Uh, I think I told Joseph, I asked him how when he wanted to do a guest, and he said, let's get 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. So you would be number this 10. Is, this but, is episode 10, yeah. But yeah. We, have, we have one that will never be aired. So technically, we had our first we practice had, run. We had done 10. Yeah. And Joseph didn't approve, so it got trashed. Yeah, I had to cancel it. We'll, we'll let it out of the bag one day. So do you Probably edit these not. some? Uh we because we've gone a long time. Here. Yeah, we edited uh, up until last week. Gotten to where, as long as there's not even if there's a little bit of still time, we just I just uploaded it and let it go. We we had to edit uh, the first few because we would we'd record for two hours and uh, probably not going to cut this one in half. Mm-hmm. But did some takes of closing out and then had to patch that in and cut two or three hours of recording into two or three episodes. Once you get started editing, man, that's time consuming. Um, well, I actually have a YouTube channel that I haven't touched for HVAC. And I had a... Today. We're going to record today. Are we? Yeah. Okay. We might record. Well, yeah, we got to go uh, to a, a new contract I told you about at a football game not too long. Hopefully, we're going to finish that up today um, when we leave here. But... I did that YouTube channel, and I'm I'm an Apple guy. Uh, my dad got me into using Apple computers, and the Apple came with this video editing software that you can also do audio, and it's pretty simple to use. So it was as easy. But this soundboard, uh, I mean, as long as you don't need to cut anything out or add anything in, everything's in it. So all the sound effects like we've got some uh oh boy (laughs) we've got all kinds of stuff in here um did you upload the danger i I haven't yet like there's some oh yeah i gotta turn it up got crickets (laughs) a harp um wow (laughs) yeah you can you can put whatever you want in here but um no, that's not – I wouldn't say it's tough, you know, if you're messing up a lot. The the hardest thing is you have to sit there and listen to all of it and then figure no, out where yeah, that's where it. Yeah, that's where yeah, I mean, the time-consuming. Cons- yeah, I just wanted to get to a point where we could just record and upload and knew we didn't need it to edit because it's – we didn't want it to be or I didn't want it to well, be. Well, I'm going to start I'm gonna start listening thing. to these some um, because I, I listen to podcasts when I work out. Okay. And – I try to listen to these things off of this thing called the Bible project. I really, I really yeah. like it. Um, but the problem is I, I I'm ADD anyway mm. and doing some, I, I start counting reps or something and I realize I've missed like three or four minutes and I, I mean, my phone's over across the room. So I don't want to, I, I mean, I want to keep working out. I don't want to worry about going back. Oh, let me get what I missed. Well, this is 
This is great listening to your podcast. It's like I told Linda, I said, it's like a Seinfeld episode. There's really no plot to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just, so, so you can walk out of the room and for five minutes and come back and you, it's, there's really yeah. nothing that's happened. So you can pick right up where you've just been. So, mm-hmm. Well, we I, I felt like we were uh, entertaining, on the verge of entertainment slash annoying <laughs> the people that we would be around when we were having these hour and two hour just back and forth uh you know banter about just random stuff and um uh we i mean we i think we've talked about it before and we talked about it for i know over a year mm-hmm. about doing a podcast and it was before covid yeah and so two two years mm-hmm. um i don't know i just one day i was like you know what let's quit talking about it we were actually at one of those dinners talking, yeah. and somebody said, man, when are y'all going to do a podcast? And I yeah. see Peter pull, pull his phone out, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Uh, you know, we don't have time. We don't have the equipment. We don't have this. And Peter said, equipment will be here Wednesday. And I was yeah. like, well, I guess we're going to do this. Yeah, the guy on my ceiling here. Um, <laughs> I hadn't looked up to see that. Amazingly enough. <laughs> he's, uh, he, he's the one that I was asking him. How we need that poster's a joke, by the way. Um, I have a poster just like it that's not hung up. Um, but he's he's a photographer, videographer, has been doing that. That's his career. And I asked him, I was like, hey, what all do we need for this? And he was like, well, if you want it to sound good, you know. And he sent me this, this whole package here. And um, I do not regret it. Cause yeah. it's, uh, sounds great. Yeah. I, I mean, listen to it. Sounds great. Yeah. So, sounds. but yeah, well, well, if you ask me, I'll come back. This is, uh, I mean, you, I, I, for I, sure. I, I enjoy hanging with you guys and I, I, maybe you'll be the regular guest. Honestly, maybe that's just, the, yeah, we could do that. He's yeah. just the guest recurring, <laughs> recurring role. I don't know that much, but, um, yeah, for sure. If you're willing to come back, yes, I'd be great. I'd, sometimes I have stuff on Saturday mornings, but we can do some other night. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So we could even yeah. come to you. 